Podcast for the working cowboy. Oh, hey there, fellas. And ladies, there are many ladies. I had a lady subscriber on uh, Patreon today, so appreciate that. Uh, Bridget, I believe. I hope you don't get the wrong impression. Um, this is not that type of Patreon. It is strictly for dick jokes, not for dick showing. Um, you got to pay way more than the $5 a month to get that. And um, yeah, anyway, it's it's not worth it anyway. So if, if you're, if we're really being honest, um, but anyway, I hope, uh, I hope y'all are having a good week. It's uh <laughs> boy everything is uh is getting ready to be real uh real busy real crazy and um the news cycle is no different no different at all um Aaron speaking of crazy uh he is off at the movies with his wife I guarantee you it's a gay movie because uh Aaron is secretly gay and he likes to uh, try to disguise it. We all know better, and it's fine. Do your thing. You got a you got a really lovely wife and kids. Um, I don't know why you got to lie to yourself, but hey, do it for the kids. All right. Anyway, Aaron's out this week, uh, treating his his lovely wife to to a gay movie. Um, uh. Speaking of things that are kind of gay and and I don't know exactly what to think of them. uh, This is a, this is a weird one. Um, Honestly, like really, really fucking weird. Uh, So this is from Washington post, which is a reliable source of news because Jeff Bezos owns it. And uh, yeah, he, he, uh, I wish Jeff Bezos today had bought um, the Washington Post as opposed to like Jeff Bezos back when he actually did buy uh, the Washington Post because now he just looks like he's like living the life of a billionaire and uh, doing his own thing and not really fucking worried about meddling in, um, you know, global politics. So anyway, um, now, Washington Post is a, just an awful source of journalism, but for whatever reason, and uh, myself included, um, people still take them seriously. And um, like I said, I don't know why, but um, uh, Edward Snowden is now a Russian citizen. The headline, as you see, Putin grants citizenship. Um, that's not exactly true at all. Um, it, I don't know if it is untrue. 
Um, but um, if you listen to, there's a show called Breaking Points, which uh, I don't agree with uh, the two hosts of the this particular news podcast. I don't agree with them on much of anything policy wise and their hot takes a lot of the time I think are super cringeworthy. Um, however, they cover a lot of, uh, a lot of news stories that I, I find very, uh, very valuable that I probably wouldn't have heard, uh, about otherwise. And, uh, it's one of my main sources of, uh, of news that I, at least I have to go take a, another look into. <clears throat> and, um, but anyway, if you listen to Breaking Points with uh, Crystal and Sager uh, from today as I'm recording this, so that's the uh, September, what is it, 27th, I believe. Yeah, 27th. Um, at the end of that episode, they did an interview with Glenn Greenwald, who is the guy that uh, Edward Snowden uh, initially contacted. Um, Glenn Greenwald is a, is an excellent journalist. He is a, like a hardcore left winger socialist type, but he does really, really good, uh, journalistic work. He, uh, he takes his job as a, uh, as a journalist very seriously and reports on stories that are relevant and important. And he was one of the, the first people that, um, that Edward Snowden had, uh, had contacted, um, when, when he leaked all of his uh, whistleblower information to the, to the press, which that's one thing that I like needs to be made clear way more clear that they, than they made in this article here in the Washington post uh, who won a a Pulitzer prize, uh, by the way, they won a Pulitzer prize on their reporting that they did uh, from the documents that were released by Edward Snowden a Pulitzer prize. And, uh, in this article, uh, I believe it has been, uh, edited since then, but the way they, uh, like they made it real clear that Edward Snowden is still on, uh, you know, under charges for, or facing charges under the espionage act, which is a, an absolute horseshit law, which was uh, put into place to, uh, put journalists and anti-war activists in jail. Uh, anybody who spoke out against uh, the U S entry into world war one, uh, that the law is still on the books and is uh, one of the laws that one Donald J Trump is being uh, prosecuted, um, you know, or supposedly in violation of, or at least uh, being under investigation of violating the espionage act. <clears throat> anyway, it's a horseshit act. Uh, Edward Snowden, if you don't remember, is a former in a NSA um, analyst and contractor, uh, government contractor, who released a whole bunch of information, um, most of it pertaining to the way that the United States government was illegally, illegally, unconstitutionally spying on essentially every every adult um and several non-adults in the united states through the their cell phone metadata and um 
And as, as a matter of fact, they're, uh, <clears throat> the, the NSA director lied under oath to Congress that, uh, that such uh, spying was even taking place in the first place. Um, so, uh, regardless of how you feel about him on a political stance, but if you, if you value privacy at all and, uh, and the fact that the, well, the constitution due process, um, all of that. Um, if you, if you believe in any of that, uh, whistleblower protection, <clears throat> then you should be on the side of, of Edward Snowden. Um, the argument that the government makes is that in in exposing all these records, he also exposed um, the ways that we were spying on our allies and uh, potential uh, sources uh, and methods that we didn't want to get out to the public because uh, China and Russia and whoever the fuck else might be able to replicate them and. Also, it kind of looks bad when we call uh, Germany and the the United Kingdom and Spain and whoever else that we spied upon. Uh, we call them some of our closest allies in the world, and uh, and yet here it is in uh, you know in bold print that hey uh, yeah we spied on you too, buddy. Um, nothing personal, nothing personal. Just uh, it's how the game works, right? We gotta, we're all spying on everybody. Uh, and I've come to accept that. But, um, up until Edward Snowden leaked all this stuff to the press, um, as a whistleblower, by the way, as a whistleblower, um, yeah, we didn't know the true extent of how. <clears throat> how much, how often, and uh, and to what detail the government was actually spying on us. So, anyway, you can uh, you can have all whatever opinions you think of on on Edward Snowden, um, but now he he is a. I think he started the process back uh, last year, or the year before. Had a lot to do with COVID. He has a wife who. Uh, that what they I guess they they essentially gave him the Russian green card. I don't know if that's a red card. Um, I don't know if they still recognize like the red as the main color, being you know a former communist country. Um, so do they give him a red card or a green card or a yellow card? Uh, I would imagine, um, given Russia's take on uh, on the gay stuff over there, the rainbow card is. Uh, is not given out unless you're like headed straight for the gulag, I don't think. <clears throat> but once again, I've not been to Russia and I've not really studied them a whole hell of a lot, so I don't know how, how their, their badge system works. Um, anyhow, um, they uh, they gave him a permanent residency in uh, I think in 2020, and, and now like right almost like exactly at the same time that they announced their uh, their war mobilization, which will also well, this this uh, it's gonna be a Russia heavy episode. Um, Russia China, it's a it's a doozy. Um, 
Anyway, so this guy, he leaks a bunch of, a bunch of information. Uh, does it as a whistleblower, expecting to get some sort of protection because uh, he's like, hey, people ought to know that the government is spying on fucking everybody. And they say they're not doing it. They said, you know, in front of Congress under oath that they're not doing it, but uh, they totally fucking are. I got, I got the receipts. And so he leaks them out, and uh, he got no whistleblower protection, like none. He was, uh, he was uh, branded as a traitor and a spy, and. Um, then there went on, it was, I forget how long it was, but it was a couple of months, I believe. There was like this big wild goose chase of where's Snowden? You know, it was kind of like where's Hunter back in the day. And, uh, you know, I guess it was where's, where's Joe during the, the, during the campaign. <laughs> but this one was where's Snowden? Well, he, he hit out, yeah, I believe it was in Hong Kong. Um, I don't believe it was mainland China, but I think it was, it was in Hong Kong. Um, he was hiding out now. And he had finally secured uh, asylum status in Ecuador or somewhere. But the problem was he had to get from Hong Kong to Ecuador. Um, and um, it was kind of a dicey transition, but they got... Uh, I listened to his his, his book, uh, an audio book here a while back. So I'm not I'm not rich on what was going on, but it was like right after I started this podcast, a couple months after I listened to his audio book, and really really interesting. But essentially, um, there were. There were only so many different ways to get to Ecuador. That's that's where 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 he was granted asylum. They had to get from Hong Kong to there, and the Obama administration squeezed on a bunch of different countries that would not let him fly through there. So his his only available route was through Moscow and then over to somewhere, somewhere in South America. I can't remember. I, I, I believe it was like Ecuador, but I don't. It, it might have been a Panama. Fuck, who knows? I don't know. That's, that's irrelevant at the moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that, that part's even pertinent to the story. Either way, either way to, get to get to where he was going in South America, he had to, he had to go through Moscow. And in the meantime, while he's uh, like waiting to catch his, uh, you know, his transfer flight, so he gets on the plane. I don't know how long, how long his layover was, but it was a couple hours or something. And in the meantime, like he is like like one of the number one like worldwide news topics. Where's where's Edward Snowden? He's on the move. He's on the move. Where's, where's he at? And then, and then whatever, whatever South, South American country, country was, wow, uh, like, I think, I think it was like literally like a, yeah, he was a thriller movie. Like, as he's in the line with the board of the plane, um, you know, the, the South American country, uh, folks there, uh, you know, you know, they're 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 grants asylum, asylum or whatever they call it. You know, they they allow them to declare asylum, and then they're like, nope, sorry. 
And uh, as he's getting ready to board the plane, you know, his uh, his ticket gets flagged or what the fuck ever. Or, or he gets a notification beforehand. And um, and then he basically took up residence in the Moscow airport for no idea how long, but I think it was six months, uh, somewhere in that range. It was months. I know that. Months. And then that was all in 2013. And, and eventually Russia granted him asylum. And he's been living there ever since. He's still uh, facing charges under the Espionage Act. Uh, if he ever comes back to the United States, um, there's a really interesting uh, conversation on on breaking points with Glenn Re- Greenwald, who uh, worked um, pretty closely, very closely, uh, and you know, publicly and behind the scenes to get uh, both Edward Snowden and uh, Julian Assange. Uh, pardoned and that that was definitely on the table until the whole January 6th thing went down and um, yeah some of the key votes from Republicans uh, Lindsey Graham and um, <clears throat> probably Mitt Romney well Mitt Romney already vote, voted against him anyways but uh, who who else did he say? Oh, Marco Rubio. It was, it was Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio in particular. Um, basically said, if you're going to pardon Snowden and Assange, then uh, you can go ahead and count on us uh, voting to impeach you or to convict you on this impeachment trial. And so that was a big reason as to why um, <clears throat> he... Uh, he decided not to uh, pardon Julian Assange and, and uh, Edward Snowden. But uh, all that aside, this dude is um, essentially facing prison time for warning the American public about something that we already knew, but we didn't know the, the true extent of it. Um, I, I would consider this guy a patriot. And uh, I don't, I don't know what his ultimate goals are and his end game is, but I would highly doubt that his in in goal and his like grand scheme is to become a Russian citizen. Right, exactly at the same time when uh, Russia is instituting their first like real military mobilization since world war two. So not an ideal time. And by the way, for the United States, not an ideal time for Russia to just go ahead and be like, "Mm, this is ours. now. he, he, he he lives here. He's, he's, he's Russian. No, sorry. Sorry. He's he's Russian. No, you, you go away. He's Russian. And, um, yeah, on that note, Russia is going to war. If they hadn't been already, they fucking mean it this time, all right? They're really going to war. And um <clears throat> shit is wild everywhere. We like we might think we've got some some kerfuffles going on here within the United States, and we do. We've got some major kerfuffles like kerfuffle level, like atomic level kerfuffle, literally. Um, 
However, that being said, we are still not in Russia. So <clears throat> we talked a little bit about it on uh, on uh, Fence Post Politics last week, but to kind of hone in a little bit more on that. Um, and this also coincides with um, <coughs> the referendum. Um, well, I guess it's multiple referendums. So referenda of um, whether or not four regions in Ukraine uh, being in the east and the south, uh, the uh, Kherson, the Luhansk, Donetsk, and uh, this one's a, a doozy, let me tell you. It is, um, oh, what, what do they call that one? It was uh, Z- Zaporizhia. Um, Zaporizhia, maybe. Ah, I'm not real for sure. Either way, it's um let me see if I can find that. Um it it was fun though. It was it was a fun article, let me tell you. Um and so ah, <coughs> uh, here we go. Russia declares victory in uh, sham Ukraine referendums. This is from Bloomberg. Um and this was at uh 1019 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So, yeah, yeah, that was about three hours ago, I guess. Um, the Russian leaders declared victory in a series of state-managed UN-condemned referendums as uh, the Kremlin moved to annex a large chunk of uh, occupied Ukrainian territory after a, str- a string of humiliating uh, military setbacks. We'll come back to that. Um, Dmitry Medvedev, uh, deputy head of Russian Security Council, wrote on his official telegram that in the early hours of Wednesday that the referendums were over. Over. Re- uh, results are clear. He added, welcome home to Russia. Head of the self-styled uh, Donetsk uh, People's Republic, uh, Denis uh, Pushilin, Post on Telegram that all ballots have ballots have now been counted in his region, with ninety nine point two three percent of those polled voting to join the Russian Federation. Uh, Federation landslides were also recorded in Kherson, Zaporizhzhia, uh, and uh, Luhansk regions. The state owned Ria Nov- uh, Novatsky. Novosti, Novosti, Novosti. There we go. Ria Novosti, uh, news agency reported. Um, so this is uh, classic Russia, really. Um, Georgia, back in the day, was getting ready to uh, to join the UK or the the EU, not EU, NATO. Getting ready to join NATO, and um, all of a sudden, there was some um, instability in the region, and uh, Russia moved in troops and uh, dealt with that problem very. Uh, I don't. It wasn't very rapidly. 
nothing that Russia does except for executing uh, like high level leaders. Uh, and by executing, I mean having them fall out hospital windows um, and then having that as the cause of death, like the official cause of death by their, their, uh, you know, state, uh, you know, government officials that that's the best part is like, um, Oh yeah. He, he, uh, the window, not, not very secure. It's Russia, you know, it's Russia, but he fell up four four stories. Such a shame. Very smart, very smart guy. He's dead now. Could not have been avoided. Uh, but in the meantime, that just sends a, a message to everybody else because they're not even really trying to to hide that. Like, oh, if you don't go along with the plan, we'll just throw you out a fucking window. Um, I also should say that. Remember that all the shit that I'm reporting to you uh, over this stuff is stuff that I have read through, uh, I don't know, at least six different news sources. And at no point was I not encountering some sort of propaganda. So at the end of all this, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I don't think anybody else does either. Um, But anyway... Russia is calling up 300,000 troops. Um, most of them are going to be former, uh, former members of the Russian military veterans and, uh, and the like, um, should you have a bum knee? They're just like, Hey, sir, here's your, here's your papers. Uh, come back to the Russian military. And it's like, my knee. It's uh, no good, no good. Uh, and there's like, yeah, cool story, Igor. Here's a rifle, seven bullets, I think. Um, this uh, this MRE or K ration, whatever the fuck they called it in uh, you know, back in in Soviet Union. This you you've got one one food pouch. It expired during the early '80s Afghan inv- uh, invasion, but it was made at Chernobyl, so it's probably good. Okay, and you got that, and you got seven bullets, none of which fit your rifle. Um, there might be one, but it was a it was a homemade round and. We took it off a of Chechen, so you're probably better off throwing it at the Ukrainian guy that you're going to be fighting. But there is a chance, however slight it might be, there is a chance that that fires like it's supposed to, and so then you could shoot one Ukrainian guy in the head. But I wouldn't guarantee on that, and if I were you, I would hunker down behind like three or four guys that are younger than you and let them get shot first. Um, Because the referendums have been held and 99.23% of the vote. So that's that's beyond a landslide. That's what we call um, like the banana republic type uh, result. Uh, Not that there was any kind of doubt about what what Russia was doing. Um, 
but anyway, it's same thing they did in Crimea uh, back in 2014, and <clears throat> yeah, they they just uh, they marched in a bunch of troops to Crimea, and then they held elections. And uh, I don't think it was quite as blatant as it was this time, where where they were like literally going door to door. I'm just like, uh, you need to vote, vote, vote today, vote today. Oh, uh, no vote. Oh. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll find something else for you to do. Um, and you're not going to like, it. so, uh, vote, vote to join Russia or uh, probably slave labor camp. I, I don't know. Something, something along those lines. It's, it's hard to say. The Russians have never been really known to be gracious in victory on the battlefield. Um, like neither have the Germans. Like, I don't know if there's, if there's one thing that I guess that the Americans can say is like, we're, I suppose the most gracious on the battlefield, uh, when it, when it comes to keeping and occupying territory, but yeah, the Russians have, have not been. And, um, yeah. Anyway, 300,000 troops is, is what they, they said, uh, in a public address. And they also said, um, you know, they're going to kind of limit it to the, the veterans and, uh, mostly to just like shore up re, uh, reinforcements and, and use the, the guys that have already served before, but that's not what the executive order said. And, um, anyway, as a result, flooded the border, like a, all the military age males um, are flooding the border, uh, particularly in like Kazakhstan and uh, and Finland are, are kind of the two border crossings where they're they're really you know, like I don't know if you ever looked at Russia on a map, but it's pretty fucking big. Um, and then if you look at the former Soviet Union on a map, it's even bigger. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, the, the borders have been flooded with, uh, military age males, uh, trying to get out of Russia so they don't end up in, uh, in Ukraine on the front front lines, which is a real concern. Um, if we're being a hundred percent honest, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty real concern. Uh, once again, remember that it's all propaganda, so I can't. I can't truly verify anything that I've, I've heard reported, but um, like it, it's a, it's a real problem over there. Like there, there's a bunch of them trying to escape over to, uh, to Finland and to tell you that like, it, it's a, it's a real thing. It's in a one week period, they experienced an 80% increase in the number of uh, Russians, primarily fighting age males, uh, <clears throat> trying to cross the border. And there doesn't seem to be a whole like big push to, to stop it just yet. Um, there was also widespread uh, protests and riots and a lot of violence. We'll get to some of the violence later, but uh, I believe in Moscow, they, they arrested something like 1300, uh, anti-war protesters. And then, 
uh, I forget where I heard it from, but it was, it's from a pretty good source, um, that those, uh, those that were arrested for their, their protests were also the the ones that were the first ones conscripted into the, to the military. And they'll probably get about two weeks if they're lucky of basic training. And then they're headed to the front lines. Um, as far as this, uh, like Ukrainian counteroffensive, they, they probably did strike pretty hard and, and, and probably did a little better than what Russia was expecting. <laughs> but the the main goal of uh of this this little incursion from the get-go was to get uh Luhansk, Donetsk, and then uh southern Ukraine so that they'd have a like a land bridge all the way to Crimea and then also have the water supplied to 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 funnel into Crimea and then also like that eastern European or eastern Ukrainian uh region that's being fought so hard after has a lot of fucking natural gas. So anyways, um, all four of those, uh, referendums, if you call them everybody on, uh, on audio only, it's uh heavy on the air quotes, uh, with, uh, with these referendums. Um, 99.23% of the vote seems pretty goddamn legitimate if you ask me. So I'm sure there was no chicanery or fuckery or jackasserism uh, to, to sway these elections one way or the other. But essentially what that means now is uh, the Russian parliament is going to put forward a bill to annex those four regions, which will get pushed through uh, as fast as humanly possible. And then Vladimir Putin will go ahead and sign that uh, annexing those four regions into the Russian Federation. And, um, and then he'll say, Hey, <clears throat> don't attack these, these areas. Uh, Cause that's, Russia proper and I will be forced to um, respond with anything and everything that I have including nukes, nukes which he has already um, threatened and we've also responded with a threat pretty much in kind and uh, that's just awesome when we got Russia and the United States like hurling veiled threats about nuclear weapons back and forth at each other that's fucking Cool. Super cool. Cool story, Vladimir. Here's a rifle and a can of peaches and uh, three bullets. I think two of them for, I think they'll fit a, you know, a US 50 caliber machine gun. But hey, they were in the storehouse and it's better than no bullets. So if you get, and a real jam. Throw that can of peaches right at some Ukrainian's head. All right, get out there on the front line, Vlad. Um, yeah, Can you imagine. And so they're they're also. I think it was uh, the border into Kazakhstan, uh, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. However, you know the <coughs> the place where Borat's from. Um, Typically, it's about a 30-minute process to get across the border, and now that's backed up to about 12, 15 hours. And uh, 
Oh fuck, that's that's uh just a scene straight out of uh World War II and the Cold War where you just you're just waiting at a border crossing and hoping that you can bullshit your way past this border guard. Um they are they looking for you? Maybe, but they're also just maybe looking for anybody suspicious and you fit the bill, so you're you're just and oh what what's your age? Oh, you're under 40. You can go to Ukraine, motherfucker. Cool story, Alexi. You're going to Ukraine. Here's a rifle and a chunk of of yak butter. Trade it for something else that that you might need when you get to the front lines. But be careful. That ship spoils, okay? Ah. Yeah. And then, then you get drafted. Say, say you're like, uh, you're, you're one of these young revolutionary types, just like one to do good in the world. And they announce this mobilization. And you're just like, Oh hell no. And I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him hear this voice. I'm going to get out there right in St. Petersburg's St. Petersburg square or whatever the fuck it is in Moscow. St. Petersburg, I guess is, it's another city in, in Russia. What What is the, is it like communism square or like Stalin square, Lenin square? I don't know. But like the, the main place where they make their speeches in, in, in Russia. Like, and you're just like, fuck you guys. I'm going to protest the shit out of this. And then you get arrested and immediately drafted. And you're just like, fuck this backfired painfully. Very painfully, probably gonna get just get murked by a, a long range U.S. made missile system that isn't supposed to be there. But hey, we're fighting Russia, and and this guy he was protesting Russia, and now he's dead in a trench in Ukraine somewhere. So that's 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 neat, cool story. Nikita, here's a rifle and an old couple old cans of Ludafisk. I don't know if that stuff ever goes bad, but here's your chance to find out. You'll know somewhere in the Donetsk region how good this Ludafisk is. Please report back to your command on how that goes. Um. I can't decide if we're on the uh, on the the verge of like a hot world war or if we're just on like a like a resurgence of the cold war. I can't really decide. And um but also a lot of reports and once again take all of this with a grain of salt because it is nothing but full-blown propaganda from every side of this story that you can imagine from Ukraine, Russia, uh, United States, Great Britain, all, all of the, the NATO countries are pretty well in lockstep, but not, not necessarily completely in lockstep. And then you got the Russian side of the story and like, and then you got the Ukrainian side of the story and it is, it's all propaganda all the time. So who the fuck knows? Uh, anyhow, cool story, Ivan. 
get your ass in the foxhole we got a war to fight that's basically the from what i understand the mood in russia right now um and speaking of speaking of authoritarians um fascism is back baby according to all the like your legacy news outlets uh had an election in Italy and there, and of course it's a parliamentary system. So it's not a two party, um, which would be terrible. You know, everybody, everybody looks like, look at these other countries and how much of a shit show it is with their multiple parties. Uh, two parties the way to go because you get fucked equally that way, I guess. But you feel like you're fighting the other side while you're getting fucked. So it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a bondage is the right, right term. Um, anyway, Italy voted and uh, the right wing coalition won a majority. And uh, what is this lady's name? Um, Georgina, Georgia, something along there we go. Um, Georgia Maloney. Maloney. It's, it almost sounds Irish, but it's not spelled like M-A-L-O-N-E-Y. Um, it should be. And then maybe, maybe I'll take the Italians seriously. Far-right leader Georgia Maloney has since, uh, since become Italian prime minister, so how that works is... If your party doesn't have an outright majority, you've got to find um, other parties that will back you uh, in leading a new government. And um, so you don't necessarily have to have the, the most of the vote, but you've got to be able to build a coalition if you don't have a majority. And it, it seems to be like a how oh, just a collection of of European right-wing groups, which, you know, I think, I think Bernie Sanders would be akin to somebody like, Oh, I don't know. Sheriff Joe Apio or Arapio. Like that'd probably be the same, like a right winger in, uh, in Europe would be Bernie Sanders. But, you know, in, in, in European language, he'd be on the same level as, as like that that super conservative uh, sheriff out there in Arizona. Anyway, um, I read a lot of articles on this uh, Georgia Maloney, and I've listened to a couple of her speeches. I'll have to trust the the captions that she said what was actually printed up there but from what i read on the teleprompter the close captioning while she was giving a speech if that was all true i kind of like her i i agree with her on most uh just about everything she i was i don't know about that but a, a lot of the points that she made i really really agreed with it kind of resonated with me even though i'm not uh italian but um she was big on traditional family values, which I think is important. She was uh, 
anti LGBTQ, whatever the, the rest of it that I left off, um, that agenda, she is anti that. And she is anti mass immigration, particularly coming from Syria, which, um, if you paid attention at, at all in the last uh, 15 years, uh, we started some shit over in Syria and never really finished it. Um, anyway, it sparked off a huge civil war, um, over a million people displaced and a lot of them coming to Europe. And uh, if you ever look at a map of Italy and their proximity to Syria, the Middle East and Africa, it's pretty fucking close, like close enough where like uh Cubans, they can just take a boat over to Italy, uh, just like they do to Florida. So it's it's a real, real big issue, kinda a, pretty much akin to the the southern border issue. And um she sounds like a regular conservative uh who has had enough and um everywhere I've seen has pointed out almost exclusively that the party that she is a, a member of has roots in the fascist movement back in the twenties and thirties. Um, I have not heard if they've uh, put forward a fascist candidate in the last 30 years, but their origins go back to fascism. So that's what we got to, that's that's what we're 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 banking our response off of, and therefore she's a, 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 the next Mussolini. Next Mussolini in Italy, she might be. I don't fucking know. Maybe. Um, it'd be interesting. Like who who does Italy go fight with if uh, if she is a full fascist? Who who's the other full fascist in in uh, Europe that we know about? Like Ukraine. I think I think they're the closest to being um full-fledged uh, fascist government at the moment. Um that they've kind of got their hands full at the moment, but I bet you they'll take all the all the help they can get from Italy if this this chick is indeed fascist, but uh she's also like kind of on the record of like not so much uh not so much getting involved in the Ukraine deal. She's kind of backed off of that a little bit since uh, she's uh, the new leader and whatnot, but uh, regardless of all that, she's um, I don't know. Like if, if fascism did take off again, like I don't know who, who the, like who the allies are there? Like who who the, who's the big players? I really don't know. It seems like they're like all of Europe is kind of like they're they're kind of at um, Russia's got them by the cojones, just squeezing, twisting a little bit, maybe uh, maybe holding them up and giving them a little a little flick flick to the sack. Um, yeah particularly because uh winter is coming and uh pretty mucho rapido and uh the energy prices are through the fucking roof and also like Nord Stream 2 got shot shut down uh over this Ukraine Russia war but Nord Stream 1 was still was still, still open. open and that's the big thing I believe it's, it's uh, uh, 
it's all natural gas, but it would make pipeline coming from Russia into Europe. Um, yeah, there have been some malfunctions now that, uh, speculation is that it was, uh, sabotaged by Russia blowing up a couple different, uh, Sections, but also right in conjunction with the military mobilization. mobilization. Um, um, was it was it the Russian Russian did it? Did it? Yeah, probably, probably. Maybe, 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 maybe doubtful, doubtful. Uh, but matter, matter. Not much, not much. Thing, thing. Um, seems like Europe has already they've kind of planted their flag and it's like you, you, we're gonna pay this much, much oil and not more, more. From Russia, Russia and, and Russia and down, down the pipeline. pipeline. Um, um, so, so it's a big, so big contest, contest in, uh, in uh, Russia. Russia Germany, 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 Germany has filed more firewood than they have in, in like the modern era. So, probably going to suck in Europe for the foreseeable future. I imagine. Uh, but also, uh, also meanwhile, I forget where these orders came from, from, from um, um, but there are Chinese, Chinese and Russian naval ships doing exercises off of the Aleutian Islands and the Alaska coast in international waters, but of course we got to send a coast guard ship up there to know that we can see you. Let them know what's up. Anyway, anyway, probably not good. Not good. Anyway, anyway, probably not, not good. good. Uh, um, oh, yeah, we have others. Um, um, oh, come on, come on. I got three, 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 three left. So, um, um Cuba, Cuba lost power. power. We're talking back about the, the, the hurricane that's hidden. hidden. That part of the world, like, like guys, 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 every hurricane season, season. So, um, yeah, yeah Cuba, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Florida, Florida, Florida um, um, Georgia, Georgia, South Carolina, the whole, whole eastern seaboard. Um, 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 yeah, it's hurricane season. season. Shit's gonna Shit's happen. Gonna happen. Uh, uh, so, it's uh, hit Florida, Florida right now, I guess. Yeah, so, um, there's a squabble between, between, uh, between Biden and the Santos about, about whether or not they talk to each other and whether they should have that or not. But in the meantime, Cuba, the entire island has lost power. Their power grid has essentially, uh, what did they say, collapsed. They didn't say imploded, um, but collapsed due to this hurricane. And... Um, as a result, for the first time ever since uh, the communist regime took over in Cuba, they are 100% on equal footing. Very egalitarian right now. Uh, worker is standing you know, arm in arm, united with worker, who's arm in arm, united with the federal, uh, well, I don't know what they call it the federal government, but the Cuban governmental officials. And they are standing arm in arm, united in the fact that they all have no powers because, or no, no electrical power because communism will save the day. Um, so, um, hats off to Cuba. Hope you get, hope you get that figured out. Um, another one I thought was really interesting. Um, 
there were uh, groups of armed uh, black protesters uh, outside the, the Texas State Capitol in Austin, and they were all armed, like heavily armed, uh, much like you would expect from a uh, conservative, um, I hate to use the word, but like militia type uh, member. Um, uh, at these protests, look at like the Proud Boys and uh, and some of those, those ones that like take the security part um, really seriously, and they're, you know they're wearing a full kit, flak jacket, um, you know, carrying an AR or AK, whatever, whatever your 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 gun du jour uh, du jour of the day, um, whatever your gun du jour is, um, but put them all in blackface, but like real blackface. And they're all like, yeah, just a bunch of armed black folks. And they're protesting outside the the state Capitol before all you conservatives get nervous. They're all also protesting the open borders and they're pissed off at the Mexicans. So the headline should read is armed blacks protest Mexicans. Um, cause that's literally what happened. Um, but that's not inclusive enough, so it should read armed blacks pro, uh, protest Mexicans, Venezuelans, and other Central uh, Central Americans. Um, but either way, it was uh, it was an I, I don't know how you'd classify them, except other than just more more than anything, just a black rights group. But they were protesting out, out in front of the Texas Capitol. Uh, really giving uh, Greg Abbott some shit for not closing the borders and also demanding reparations. So, um, yeah, uh, how much do you truly believe in the Second Amendment, all, all you conservatives? Because if you truly believe in it, then you got to somehow make peace with all these armed black people that, that want also want reparations. And, uh, Oh man, liberty is a messy thing, isn't it? It's messy, messy shit. Uh, but on on the, I don't know. I guess I don't know. If the closing note, I guess. Um, Pennsylvania has a really hotly contested uh, Senate race going on. Doctor Oz, uh, I assume some of you know who he is uh, just from his TV career. I'm aware of the name. I still don't know what the fuck that guy's famous for. I just know, I know him from TV, I guess, but I don't know anything about him. He's running against like a super Pennsylvanian. Um, he's a union guy from, from somewhere in, I, I want to say like the, the Pittsburgh region. The dude is six foot nine inches tall and he goes to all of his events wearing gym shorts and a hoodie and apparently he's got a bunch of tattoos and, um, you know, conservatives being what conservatives are, they can't allow that. The Democrats, those fucking evil Democrats with their tattoos and shit. What next? Where are we going from tattoos? Can't get much worse. Um, but the main controversy is he's got a whole bunch of tattoos and he's, he's on record saying that he, uh, for every, person that died while he was the mayor of this uh this town um he he got the you know the date of their death uh tattooed because it you know it was a big deal for him he also had a tattoo that said i will make you hurt 
uh, you know, it was a line from either the Nine Inch Nails or the Johnny Cash uh, song Hurt. Well, it's a Nine Inch Nails song, also also performed by Johnny Cash, but y'all know, you know, the song Hurt, classic song. Um, he decided maybe that wasn't a good thing to have tattooed on him. Got it, got it covered up, and now it's at the forefront of Republican controversy because after the whole Roe versus Wade uh, ruling, boy, we went the the conservative side has went straight back to Puritan, you know, puritanical behavior, where we're gonna outlaw all the abortions and we're coming for the gays and the birth control. And uh, also for your tattoos with your sinful lyrics, I will make you hurt. What does that mean, John Fetterman? What do you mean by that tattoo? And just, you know, just so you know, using the fact that it's a cool tattoo as an excuse, not going to fucking fly around here. Explain yourself, sir. What do you mean by I will make you hurt? Are you a Nine Inch Nails fan? That should disqualify you from being in the Senate. That alone, the tattoo is irrelevant. <sighs> Fucking tattoos, conservatives. I understand that um, you might get a couple grannies out in Arkansas. Meemaws. They're, they're going to get upset about the, the dang tattoos on a, on a United States senator. But also remember, Fox News, they're only going to buy your advertisers' products for like another six months before they're gone. And um, but I mean, if they if they want to they want to fade into the background of obscurity while everybody else uh, gets their their news elsewhere, that's that's fine too. But uh, maybe maybe this uh, Doctor Oz is just not a great candidate, and they're res- they're you know, they're falling back on this whole deal where <clears throat> tattoos are bad and cool. Tattoos are bad. And so, and so you know, they're on your body permanently and then it's not, not a good thing. It's kind of bad and cool. Um, yeah, it's fu- <laughs> what a fucking ridiculous of, of all the shit that you, you could, uh, you could just harp on about the Democrats. You're, 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 <laughs> you're going over going after a dude uh for a tattoo that he had covered and by the way it wasn't a swastika wasn't wasn't anything that it was just a song lyric so tattoos bad guy partnership partisan politics that's where it's at you know just to make sure you really really get in there on the partisan politics and uh and that'll make things better okay uh, and uh, just remember the tattoo Tattoos bad. Well, what a fucking joke. Um, on the bright side, um, football has been a lot of fun to watch, and there's been no politics in it. So, cheers to the NFL for that. Um, Broncos better get their shit in gear if they're gonna make back that uh 250 million or whatever they paid Russell Wilson. But anyway, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. I think that's gonna be uh, we're gonna do a football and uh and gambling show um yeah it's a weird world out there um i don't i don't like to you know i've kind of made a concerted effort to to make shit more entertaining here as uh we're heading into 
into election season, but it's also still very important to keep track of what's going on because uh, shit moves real fast nowadays. So um, stay informed and um, but don't don't take it all too seriously. I guess I don't know. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Weird world that we live in, but there's some good there's some good stuff to take your mind off it. So anyway, this podcast is one of them. Go go go! Sign up, subscribe, rate, review, all that shit. And if you'd really like to help the show, head over to Patreon.com/slash Burning Daylight. Sign up there, or head uh, uh sign up on Spotify for the paid uh, episodes. Four ninety nine a month is the starting price. Uh, well, that's the price on Spotify. Five bucks a month uh, is spar- starting spot. Uh, on Patreon. That's the best way to help out the show. I do appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, Aaron may be back next week. I don't know. He'll be walking a little bit spraddle-legged because, you know, the whole gay shit that that he does when when he's not doing uh, fence post politics. So he may be back. He may not. I don't know. We'll see. But I bet you the world will still be intact by this time next week. And that's all we can really hope for at this point. Cause yeah, shit, shit could happen, but we'll see you back next week. Cause I think that'll happen. And, um, on that note, y'all have a wonderful rest of the week and, uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Guys and bad guys, cowboys and Indians, sinners and saints, masters and minions.